Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created the show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference. And it starts with love, love from the hip. Hungarian-American psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi was a child during World War II who became quickly aware that very few adults could resume a happy life after enduring tragedies imposed by war. As a result, Mihai set out to make his life's work about discovering what makes people happy and what contributes to a life that is worth living. In his pursuit to understand the root of happiness, he did discover that money and material resources did not increase happiness. So in order to find out where in everyday life we really do feel happy, he conducted a study on artists, composers, scientists, and other creative minds. Mihai said that in the interviews he conducted, many alluded to ecstasy. He explained that ecstasy in Greek meant to stand to the side of something. Then it became an analogy for stepping into an alternate reality. He also pointed out that even in studying other civilizations, like the ancient Egyptians, for example, we know more about their ecstasies, like their pyramids, than we do about their everyday lives. Mihai revealed how an ecstatic state affects our bodies and our minds. He explained how our nervous system is incapable of processing more than 110 bits per second, So when we are involved in a process of creating something new or in an ecstatic state, we don't have enough awareness left over to pay attention to our body. So we don't then notice if we are hungry or tired. Basically, our body disappears from our consciousness. He said our existence is temporarily suspended. Many of the people he interviewed described this experience of entering into this ecstatic state as a spontaneous flow. So he coined this notion flow in positive psychology. In his profound book, Flow, the Psychology of Optimal Experience, Mihai outlines his theory that people are happiest when they are in a state of flow. Flow, according to Mihai, is an intense focus and complete absorption in the activity at hand. You might say being in the zone or in your groove. Mihai and other colleges conducted 8,000 interviews with people from around the world, from Navajo shepherds to Himalayan climbers, and regardless of culture and education, they found that there are seven conditions that exist when someone is in flow. The first is an intense focus. The second, a sense of ecstasy. The third, great inner clarity. The fourth, knowing that the activity is doable. The fifth, a sense of serenity. The sixth, a sense of time disappears. And the seventh is intrinsic motivation. Mihai's studies revealed that people who experience more neuroticism or those who are more likely to encounter anxiety, worry, fear, anger, frustration, envy, and guilt experience less flow in their daily lives. Reason being is that those with high neurotic behaviors have less motivation to become involved in activities and engage in life less. In contrast, those that exhibit more conscientiousness in their lives have more flow. Conscientious people are more able to flow because they are dedicated to mastering or skill or performing a duty well with the utmost diligence and are more in control of their lives. 
According to Mihai, the how to put more of everyday life into the flow channel is the challenge. Finding flow on a task which you have no intention of doing is essentially adding more suffering. It is imperative to find activities that give one deeper meaning and purpose. Of course, the formula for flow involves being intrinsically motivated, partaking in an activity led by the heart, because it is the heart which reveals so much. Anahata, or heart chakra, in Sanskrit means unhurt, unstuck, unbeaten. When our heart chakra is blocked, we feel fearful, worried, hatred, heartbroken, unloved, and defeated. In order to open our heart chakra and have a joyful life, we need an open, happy, and healed heart. And according to the HeartMath Institute, the pattern of a heart's rhythm can actually reflect the joy in one's life. Through self-induced positive emotions, we can create a shift in our hearts, which in turn increases the coherence in bodily processes, creating emotional stability, facilitating states of calm, essentially being in a state of flow. But in order to do this, we have to be less incoherent. We have to be consciously living. As Mihai said, people who learn to control inner experience will be able to determine the quality of their lives. And so the choice is ours. Today on Love from the Hip, it is my pleasure to have Dr. Mark Halpern on my show. Dr. Mark is an author, chiropractor, and founder of Coherence Revolution. We will be discussing his new book, Coherence Revolution, Finding Flow on Your Journey to the Present Moment. Dr. Mark will share his healing journey with anxiety, as well as tips and techniques and his program, Coherence Revolution, all to help you bring coherence into your body and mind to help you live your best life. So stay tuned for more of this insightful show. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A, care.com. 
Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Shutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. It is my great pleasure to have Dr. Mark Halpern on my show. Dr. Mark is an author, chiropractor, and founder of Coherence Revolution. Hey, Dr. Mark, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. We're really happy to be here. And can you share where you're joining us from? Well, I'm in uh, Toronto, snowy Toronto, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're digging out of the snow and we're, uh, we're getting there. I hear that's like the Canadian Chicago. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're pretty much on the same level as New York, too. So it's all about this. It's all about the same, uh, the same northern, you know, northernness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I have to ask, when did you write Coherence Revolution, Finding Flow on Your Journey to the Present Moment? I actually started writing it um, at the very, very beginning of the pandemic. It was it was an interesting uh, situation because I work with, uh, there's three chiropractors and we were doing a um, renovation on our clinic and we were set to open. I remember it was March 15th, uh, 2020, and we were set to open the new clinic and we all showed up that morning. And then by about an hour or two later, the government essentially shut everybody down and said, go home, you're you're done. And so I, um, I went home for an undetermined amount of time and I realized that with my background of uh, anxiety and sort of uncertainty, and I knew I wouldn't really enjoy the situation, I determined that I was going to make it um, a success for me, or at least not make it a disaster like it was for so many people. So what I determined to do was literally go back through every book, every, every therapy, every teacher, everything I'd ever learned about anxiety, and I reviewed it. So all those books that I had turned a pay a little uh, turn the page over a little bit so that I'd come back to it one day. Uh, this was the one day, hmm. and so I went through literally everything, and I treated it like a job in the spring of 2020, where I'd get up in the morning, I'd exercise, I'd meditate, and then I'd have my morning shift of writing, and then I'd have lunch, and then I'd have my afternoon shift of writing, and it made me feel like I was still being uh, proactive and and still um, doing something for myself and for my family and for those around me. And so I just kept writing. And after a few months, I realized this might turn into a book. At mm-hmm. first, I wasn't even really sure what it was going to be. And since I was also certified in, in a few other techniques, I'm sure we'll talk about one yeah. being heart math. Um, I thought, well, I could teach this online. Um, and I'd also like to put other stuff around it, about other stuff that worked for me. And so uh, Coherence Revolution was sort of born in the spring of 2020. And since then, we've been refining it and putting people through beta test groups and doing the course. And um, so now we're ready to officially launch the course um, in February uh, after a couple of years of testing everything out and making sure it was exactly the way we wanted it to be. That's wonderful. So I have to go back. How many years did you struggle with anxiety, would you say? Well, my, my story at the beginning was sort of, I would say, like so many people, I was a healthy 
uh, kid, I had lots of uh, love in my life. My family was great. I had lots of friends. I felt uh, secure and I felt um, well adjusted. But I think like a lot of people, once sort of puberty hit grade, uh, grade six, grade seven, 12, 13 years of age, it was just the what I would call the common um, insecurities, the common uh, things that teenagers go through, the angst and the, the hormones and, and insecurities with friends and with your situation in life and relationships. And I just started, I started developing really poor uh, thinking habits. And, and, you know, as you start thinking, you start creating these stress chemicals in your brain and your body, and then it creates anxiety. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety creates more thoughts and it creates more chemicals. And it's this cycle and this pattern that started and I created all of these neurological patterns, which a lot of people now call triggers, you know, they get triggered. Right. Um, and those patterns really started in my mid-teens and they lasted for a good 30 years. And, you know, only in the last five to seven years have I really started to get a handle on how to deal with these things. Um, you know, because back when I was a teenager, no one talked with their parents about it. You didn't really talk. No. You didn't get therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, your friends didn't know about having an open heart and you know being right. loving. It, it just wasn't something we we did. And uh, so I I really was on my own until maybe 2021. And then I kind of told my parents what was going on. And then I started going on my what I would call my never-ending journey of finding some other, some therapist, some treatment, some method, some book, something that was going to change my life and get rid of my anxiety. And I always thought that I would find that one thing and then Mm -hmm. I'd live my life anxiety free. But it really was over 30 years. It was all this, you know, get excited about the new approach, try it for a couple of months because everybody tells you you need more time. And so I gave it time and then sure enough, you'd go into, well, this isn't working. And then I'd get disappointed. And then you sort of give up on that one approach and then you try something else. And this just went on for years and years and years and years. So um, when I finally went to write the book and do the course, I had so many things to go through. And I, you know what, it was just as valuable to actually go through the things that didn't work that did work. Because as you're writing the book and trying to pass on knowledge to people, you know, I want to save people time. I want to save them money. I want to save them the hassle and the frustration. And so everything that I could sort of discern as worthwhile, not worthwhile, may work for you, may not work for you. And I I put all that in the book of things that may have even just sparked my interest. I didn't really follow through on it, but it might have set me on a different path. Mm -hmm. Well, what a gift that you're giving to everyone that suffers with anxiety. So I know anxiety can be much of a yo-yo. Were you ever on medication as well? I believe I've tried just about everything there is to try for anxiety, uh, including medications. And, you know, from I'm a chiropractor and traditionally chiropractors are either anti-medicine or at least, you know, you know, pro-medicine. And I would say I fit into that category. I'm certainly not pro-medication, but I'm also I'm pro-living. I'm mm-hmm. pro I'm pro-happiness. I'm pro-living yeah. your best life. And yeah. so. Uh, I realized that there there was times where you needed a medication so that you could actually do the work um, to move forward. And the problem with me with medication was that the trade-offs were never equal. There was always too much of a negative side effect. There was something that was affecting me that outweighed the benefit. And so, uh, you know, if people find that medication that keeps them uh passionate and inspired for life and the trade-offs aren't too bad. Well, that's one thing for me. I just never found the one. And I, I mean, I tried many, many different types. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. uh, for me now having uh, sort of a clean, clean, um, 
clean health in terms of putting any any medications in my body right now i'm not but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that i wouldn't in the future if something happened and in the past it all depends on life so i've never had uh, i've never had judgment around it except for perhaps judgment of myself uh for taking the medications but i don't judge others and now that i have um i can look back as hindsight is 2020 <laughs> I, i've stopped judging myself too because you have to do what you have to do to right. live an inspired and happy life right exactly so why coherence revolution? Well, you know, coherence, uh, as I'm sure we'll get into the term a little bit more, for me, it just means balance. And it means uh, there's a physiological coherent state where your heart and your brain are in tune. And it's where you are, as you were saying in your, in your, um, in your beginning opening, and you were talking about being in the zone and being in mm. the flow. Uh, that's coherence. When your heart and brain are, are in rhythm together, you start to feel all kinds of uh, changes in your body. Uh, and so coherence really resonated with me because that's the state that you always would like to be in, in the most balanced, most resilient, most um, de-stressed state. Revolution, well, I believe that we need a fundamental change. Um, the way we are living and the pressure that most people are under, this fast-paced life, you know, if you look at uh, 30 years ago, we used to um, look up to the doctor who was on the golf course on a Tuesday at one o'clock in the afternoon and say, wow, that guy has time on his hands and, and, and he must have done really well. And that's what I would like to be. Well, 30 years later, that person's lazy. Now we're looking at the people who do more and accomplish more and have more in the resume and, and have more things going on in their life. And so we're much more fast paced now than we ever were. We're doing more. We're looking at our screens more. And our life is really all about attaining stuff. And I call that I call that a destination mindset. But I believe we need to change to a process mindset where you've designed a process for your life that you get up every day and you just live that process. And that takes a shift. And I think it's a monumental shift of the way you get up in the morning and see the world around you. And so to me, that's a revolution. We have to fundamentally change the way we go about living our daily life and putting in place things that inspire us every day. Because the emotions that, of, uh, that renew us, happiness, joy, gratitude, they not only make us feel good, but they renew us and they give us strength and they strengthen our immune systems. They strengthen our, our ability to fight disease. They strengthen our ability to handle the stressors around us. And so uh, thankfully research is catching up with philosophy hmm. because to go through this revolution, you have to have people that are saying, I don't want what I'm doing and I want to go somewhere else in my life. I want, I want to have a different experience in my life than every day getting up and struggling with keeping up with everybody else around me. Mm -hmm. They need a wake-up call. That's right. So how did the techniques that you learned through the HeartMath Institute, how did they lend to the coherence revolution? Well, I uh, pun intended, uh, HeartMath is the, the heart of this course and even of the book, really. I explain it in the book a little bit, but the course, we, we, we dive in and I teach all these different techniques. The reason it's so important is because we get in a habit. So as I was saying with myself, I developed these neurological programs right. and the programs could be triggered by people and places and situations. And, and it's all about the thought process that creates stress chemicals in the brain. And then you almost get addicted to this process of creating stress chemicals because your body starts to expect them. Mm -hmm. Your body starts to go, Hey, I, I need that rush. I'm used to it. And so even if the problem is gone, your brain's going to search 
for more things to get anxious about because it wants those chemicals. Mm. And so when you start learning that these triggers or these neurological programs can be broken, techniques like heart math, where you're practicing the emotions of your dream life, you're practicing the emotions that renew you, you're practicing gratitude and love, and you're, you're practicing feeling like life is going to work out, that everything's going to be great, and you're practicing the emotion. And you literally practicing it. So when I say you're practicing these emotions, you're, you're doing whatever you can to generate that emotion. Because every time you do, you produce different chemicals in your brain. And then your brain, uh, you think different thoughts. And then your body feels a different way. And then you create different chemicals. And you, you now get in the habit of producing chemicals of joy, chemicals of happiness. And the more times that you replace the chemicals of stress with the chemicals of happiness, the more that you change your set point, your neurological set point. Mm. And so you can create a physiological um, state that is different from the one you're in. And, you know, for me, I was always told getting rid of your anxiety could take months, years, you know, lots of time. But as you will see, when you start doing techniques like heart math, you can change your physiological state in seconds, not hours, not days, and not certainly not weeks or months but you can start to change your physiological state in the moment. And as mm. soon as you do that, you start to break the pattern. And the more you practice it, and the more you start to change your life, the more you change your set point. So um, heart math has been instrumental to my journey because I've combined it with meditation. And there's people out there like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is doing research with heart math mm. on on the effects of renewed emotions on your nervous system, on your brain, on your physio physiological system. So they're actually taking blood and doing brain scans of people that are meditating. And they're uh -huh. seeing changes um, in their immune function, in their microbiome, in their gut, they're seeing changes in the brain. Mm. And so by learning these techniques, heart math, um, you can start to take back the control over your own physiological state, which is something most people have never done. Right, exactly. And so you mentioned emotional coherence, which is what you just talked about, and practicing an emotion. What, what do you mean by practicing emotions of our future? Well, I think, you know, we're all, we all go about life fairly uh, with blinders on. In other words, we're, we're not really thinking about what we, what we want to do. Uh, in terms of how we feel. We, we think about things we want to accomplish, but we get up and we struggle through our day and we go through the emotions of stress and, you know, keeping up and all the uncertainty in our life. But you can start to identify how you want to feel. So for instance, when you wake up in the morning, you would like to be alert and you'd like to be awake, but you'd like to be inspired for your day. You know, you don't want to wake up and feel relaxed. Relaxed might be what you want to feel at nine o'clock at night, not at <laughs> 10 in the morning, right. right? But there are different forms of uplifting energy, of uplifting emotions. Some have high energy, right? Like joy and happiness and exuberation. And some have low energy, like contentment or peace. And it's a fine line because contentment and peace are low energy, but so is depression, mm -hmm. you know, and excitement and exuberation or exhilaration are high energy, but so is anger. And so, you, you know, you can have high energy emotions or low energy emotions. And the idea is that you want to start identifying how do you want to feel when you wake up at lunch, in your afternoon, when you get home with your loved ones, when you go out for dinner, when you're, when you're reading, whatever it is, you want to start to understand what is the emotional state that I want 
to be in. And then once you start to identify those emotions, you can literally start to practice thinking of things that elicit that emotion. Um, in my course, I talk about how can you elicit those emotions with your senses, whether it's sound or, or taste or, or smell, or even the people you're around. There are people that lift you up or, or people that bring you down, mm -hmm. right? There's people that deplete you or renew you. Right. And so once you start to do the self-inquiry and understand, hmm, these are the things that create different moods in my body. When I listen to this song, it produces this emotion. And you start to have a toolbox of, hmm. wow, I know how to get into this emotion. I know how to get into this emotion. And the idea is literally to practice. You know, like there's one, there's one exercise I give people because just the simple act of smiling. When you smile, the muscles used to create a smile in your face are also connected to centers in the brain for pleasure. And so when you smile, you release happy chemicals. Right. And so literally just by smiling in the mirror every morning, you can start to change your physiological state. However, if you talk to an adult and say, you know what, I want you to practice every morning. I want you to go in the, in the mirror and I just want you to smile. Most adults have a, a barrier. They have a block. They're too True. proud. It's mm -hmm. embarrassing. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you give that to a kid they're yeah. going to go and make all the funniest, silliest faces in the mirror. They're going to make themselves laugh hysterically mm -hmm. because they don't have that barrier. And it's why even starting this work with kids is so important because they can start to have a control of their emotions before the ego sits, sets in, before right. the I'm too proud to do these kind of things. But mm -hmm. these are the kind of things that you can do to start changing your physiological state. And so I'm not too proud to do anything. I mean, I would rather be smiling into a mirror or be sitting there thinking of ways to create inspiration rather than being anxious. Or and sick. so to me, it's, yeah. to me, it's an easy, an easy choice. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. So we can all start by smiling. <laughs> yes. And with that, we're going to take a break, but everyone stay tuned for the weekly skinny up next. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about expirations on skincare products and makeup. Most skincare products have a 12-month shelf life. However, active clinical products can have an even shorter shelf life of three to six months. So it is important to check the expiration date or the number which may appear before a capital M for month on the product. Basically, anything you may have purchased and opened at the beginning of the pandemic should definitely be tossed out. It is not recommended to use expired skincare products for a multitude of reasons, including skin irritation, loss of efficacy, and even a buildup of bacteria and fungi in the product itself. And if you already tossed the box, which may have had the expiration date on it, there are still some ways you can determine if it is not safe to use, which includes the sniff test. Does it smell off? The color test. Does it look a bit different than when you bought it? Some products may even separate and the consistency of it may change. All of these are good indicators. It is time to toss it. Let's talk about makeup. Foundations, powders, concealers, eyeshadows, and blushes are typically good for one year. Most dermatologists recommend tossing lipsticks around the eight-month mark and definitely sooner if they come into contact with any type of lip infection or cold sore. Mascara should be replaced every four to six months. Eyeliners every year, unless they are liquid, then it's every six months. It is especially important to throw out old makeup because of the bacteria and fungi it harbors and can introduce to the skin. 
especially into our eyes, which are very sensitive to begin with. Those who wear contact lenses should be especially diligent about replacing their eye makeup over time. Dermatologists caution about how highly susceptible to bacteria our eyes are. Aside from the chance of allergens and bacteria's ability to float in the tear film, causing itchiness and redness, using old products on the eyelid can also introduce bacteria into the glands inside the lid and cause a painful sty. Aside from the shelf life, other environmental factors can cause your products to expire faster. Keep your products away from heat and moisture, which seems hard since most people place their skincare in the bathroom to begin with. Also, best not to place them in direct sunlight as that too can heat the product up. It is best to keep your products in a cooler location. Some can even be refrigerated. Lastly, not that I need to remind you during a pandemic to wash your hands, but remember to have clean hands when putting your fingers into your products to keep from contaminating them as well. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having Dr. Mark Halpern on my show. Dr. Mark is an author, chiropractor, and founder of Coherence Revolution. So, Dr. Mark, before the break, you were sharing about how children are less full of these limiting beliefs. Can we talk more about subconscious coherence? Yeah, I, you know, our subconscious beliefs... Um, they can either limit us or help us. You know, some people feel like they're, you know, running an uphill battle. Uh, you know, you've tried to lose weight for years and you're doing all the right things, but you're not losing weight or whether it's to do with finances or finding love or, or, or what have you. A lot of times you feel like you're doing all the right things, but you're not getting the results. And in many cases, there are subconscious beliefs that are underlying underlying it. So if you're trying to fight your subconscious, uh, you're not going to get very far. And, you know, I talk a lot about um, depletion versus renewal, you know, and things can either deplete you or renew you. And if they're depleting you, it, it uses your energy and makes things a little bit more difficult. And if it's renewing you, it's giving you energy, it's giving you the ability to, uh, to move forward a lot easier. And when you are having subconscious beliefs, they deplete you. It, it just, it makes everything harder. And so if you are trying to lose weight and you've got a subconscious belief that says, I can't lose any weight, well, you're never going to lose any weight. Right. Right. I once had a patient who, I do a form of uh, muscle testing where you can determine uh, what some, somebody's subconscious beliefs are literally by using, using some muscle tests. And so this one lady was she was one of those people. She had been overweight and she wanted to lose weight and she had done everything in her mind. She had been exercising and eating better and all this stuff. But her one thing that she did was every lunch hour, she went to uh, get a coffee and a muffin with a friend of hers. And, you know, the coffee and the muffin were not good for her diet. And she would, would eat things there that she really shouldn't. And when I started doing some muscle testing with her, what really came out was that she was afraid she was going to lose her best friend if she stopped going to get the coffee and the muffin. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so as soon as she realized that she was putting this connection together, then she stopped doing it. She made another plan with this person to go and do something else with them. Right. And then she started to lose weight because she, literally <laughs> what was happening was at least every day she was doing something and eating something off of her uh, meal plan. And it was all because of wanting to keep up with the friend. And it's these sub these type of subconscious beliefs that are holding a lot of people back. And when you start to change them, uh, I use a technique called Psych K, Psychology Kinesiology, which was designed by uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton and Rob Williams. Um, but I, I, I basically help people figure out what their subconscious beliefs are. And then there's a technique called whole brain integration, where you can start uploading new belief systems so that you can start to have your um, subconscious working with you uh, rather than against you. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that this is our biggest obstacle in addressing our incoherence is our limiting subconscious beliefs? I think that it is one of. The reason I say one of is because there's a lot of things people are making choices, uh, conscious choices, uh, although they, they might be based upon subconscious reasoning and subconscious um, uh, patterns that they've developed. Um, there There is still just so much uh, I'm going to say unawareness, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's subconscious beliefs plus people just not being aware of their surroundings and what affects them. I mean, there are people that wear clothes, drive in cars, live in homes, uh, have partners, uh, you know, husbands, wives, whatever, that just don't serve them, but mm-hmm. they're unaware of what's really causing a lot of this. And so to me, it's the subconscious patterns, those neurological patterns that are underneath in your subconscious that are running every day. And then there's the unawareness that you're not using the world around you in a proper way. I mean, most of us don't know how we can use music and sound to help us uh, get into a coherent state or what we look at or what we taste or what we eat or even just people around us, how they deplete us, how they renew us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, it's a mixture. I think you've got to be aware of what your surroundings are, your environment, the environment you put yourself in and be willing to look at what is going on in your life. Right. And then two, being able to identify that, yeah, I've got a lot of these subconscious neurological triggers that they're not serving me. And I think I should, I should start to do something about that. So I think it's the awareness piece plus the subconscious program. Okay. So now you touched a little bit on Psyche, and you shared an example in your book of a 12-year-old patient. I was hoping that you can share that with my listeners. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really, uh, the mom brought him to me because he was struggling in school a little bit, and I think he was somewhere on the spectrum. They like to diagnose kids with ADHD and, and anxiety disorders and stuff. I just think uh, this child was, had a lot of stress in their lives, but um he was on some type of spectrum uh, if they, if they wanted to put him there. Um, but he came in and he was a lovely child. We, we, we did a bunch of work together doing site K, which was muscle testing. And his mom came in one day and said, you know, he won't do what the teacher wants him to do in art. And he, in fact, he doesn't even want to go to art class. He doesn't think it's worthwhile anymore. And the teacher's getting frustrated and saying he's going to fail if he doesn't complete his assignments because he's just not doing it. So I I looked at him and I said, well, has anybody ever told you um, that you weren't good at art? And he goes, well, I don't know. I said, has anybody told you that you're not good enough? And he said, well, I don't know. So I said, well, let's figure this out. So I had him stand up and I started doing muscle testing and I took him through a series of questions. 
And in this type of muscle testing, when the arm is strong and you can have a good muscle contraction, that's a positive. And when it's weak, it's, it's, it's considered a negative. Mm. And so I started asking questions, you know, did, um, did anybody ever tell you you weren't good enough? And it was strong. And I said, I, and then I went through, was it friends? No. Was it your parents? No. Was it, you know, other people in your family? No. And then I got to, was it a teacher? And he said, and it was strong. So I said, oh, one of your teachers told you it wasn't good, you weren't good enough. Hmm. I said, okay, so was this in grade? He, I think he was in grade six. So I, I worked backwards. Was it grade six? No, five, four, three, two. It was strong in two. Then I went to one junior kindergarten, kindergarten. It was all weak. So I said, your grade two kindergarten told you that you weren't good enough. And his arm was strong and his eyes lit up. Hmm. And he looked at me and he said, in grade two, my teacher came over and I was taking too long with this art piece. He told me that my, the person right next to me has had more time than me to finish. And he finished and did a much better job that mine wasn't good enough. And I had more time than everybody else. And that it wasn't good. My teacher didn't think I was very good at art. And he lit up and his eye, he just had this big smile on his face. And we gave each other a big high five because he made a big breakthrough. Right. His, uh -huh. it, it, that was it. And in his mind after that, I mean, he didn't love art after that, but he was able to go to art class and he was able to do his work and he was able to sort of go through it because it was like there was a mystery in him that he didn't understand why he was so resistant. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he understood his own resistance, it seemed to melt away. And so after that, that issue was gone. And so I see this all the time with people as you start to have them uncover things about themselves and they'll make change on their own. Right. Right. And that's a 12 year old. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're in our 40s, right? <laughs> like, yes. Holy cow, layers and layers. So you also talked about some other modalities that help helped you with coherence, reconnective healing, feng shui, brain tap and breath work. How did feng yes. shui help you with coherence? So to me, again, if I if I if I get back to the basics, coherence is a flow state. It's being uh in balance with the world around me. So if you look at Feng Shui, which is really all about flow of energy, um, you know, we at one point had someone come and Feng Shui our house and also my office. Um, and, you know, I, I remember painting a chair red so that it would be at the front of the house. And she, she made all these recommendations and some of them felt good. Some of them, I, I think um, maybe she was not making up, but we're just <laughs> part of her, part of her process. Right. But, it was, it was really just the, the understanding that the way energy flows through your home, the way energy flows through your office is important because the way energy flows through my body is important. The way energy flows through anything, energy can either be uh, flowing in a uh, coherent way, in, in an easy, non-restricted way, or energy can be caught. You know, uh, like when I was doing... Um, uh, a workshop with uh, Dr. Joe uh, Dispenza's uh, meditation seminars, there are some people that would literally writhe on the ground as if they were having some type of outer body experience. But what was clearly explained to us and made a heck of a lot of sense was that the energy was trying to get through all the tissues. And so it wasn't that they were having this massive out of body experience. It was just energy trying to get through their body and it was getting stuck in a million places. Hmm. And then as soon as it came out, uh, they felt incredible. And it was just this release because of all the stuck energy. So um, feng shui and any of the other um, 
modalities I use, it's really very simple. Is it going to add to renewal or is it going to add to depletion? And if any of the techniques or therapies or, or modalities I use, if they make it easier for me to function uh, and it makes it easier for me to renew myself and uplift myself, then I think it's valuable. Uh, you know, one of the things I got certified in was something called Ho'oponopono. <laughs> that's and a that's, a Hawaii, that's a Hawaiian healing uh, technique. Mm-hmm. And really, without going into all the details, I can simplify it by just saying, thank you, forgive me, I love you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those four sentences make up the entire healing um, principles of Ho'oponopono. And although there's theories behind it and how it cleans, you're doing cleaning and cleaning your subconscious and cleaning and taking responsibility for everything in your life, there, there, there's a bit of a, a philosophy and, and protocol to it. But just simply saying the words, thank you, forgive me, I love you, I'm sorry, they feel good. Mm-hmm. And because they feel good, they elicit an emotional response for me. And so when I say I love you, it's much easier for me to feel the emotion of gratitude and love. When I say thank you, forgive me, I, I start to feel a sincerity that brings out a, a feeling of gratitude or a feeling of relief. And so sometimes when I don't even know what's going on and I'm just feeling anxious about something or there's a problem that I don't know how to solve, I'll just sit there and say, thank you, forgive me, I love you, I'm sorry. Thank you, forgive me, I love you, I'm sorry. Over and over and over again, just because it feels good. And generally, once I change my state a little bit, then I can go back to the problem. So these modalities help me get back into the moment and help me Mm -hmm. get into this coherent state. That's wonderful. And those words are much easier to say than the name itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really good at it. <laughs> With that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stay tuned for more Love from the Hit. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. 
Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y. R-E-I-C-H dot com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us, today I have the great pleasure of having Dr. Mark Halpern on my show. Dr. Mark is an author, chiropractor, and founder of Coherence Revolution. So, Dr. Mark, being in coherence doesn't mean you never have a bad day, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, I live this work. And the reason I live it is because you've got to keep living your process. You know, the fact is, is in each moment, you can create a little bit more coherence, whether it's listening to a song, speaking to someone, uh, whether it's just looking at a certain picture. So even if you're having an emotional response, I'd like you to have a coherent emotional response so that if you're feeling overwhelmed about something or you want to cry or you want to scream or you want to yell, whatever it is, you can always get a little bit more coherence or a little bit more coherent. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're not still going to have to pay attention to these things. I'm still living this work every single day because if I don't, triggers will pop up, old habits will start to surface. Mm -hmm. But I keep myself in process. And that's really what I meant by process versus destination mindset. If I fall off and I have a bad couple of days and maybe I get anxious, maybe there's an old trigger, whatever it is, you just get back on your process because as soon as you do, you're gaining more coherence, you're getting yourself back to where you want to be. So mm. I, I definitely don't look at it as a cure. Right. I look at it as a way of living. I, I look at the concepts as understanding how to live an inspired life because there are people, um, and I've met some of them, I'm sure we all have, that it is easy for them. In other words, they don't even understand what you and I are talking about because the world has always been easy. There's never been a problem. There's <laughs> never been a worry. And you're like, those are rare people, but there are some people who just don't understand what it means to be stressed. Right. But the majority of us, we live in a stressed world. And the idea is that's not acceptable. And there are other ways of living in that world. And especially if it is not um, normal or common for you, if it's not your set point, uh, the idea is that you can start to live that life regardless, even if it doesn't come easy for you. Right. Okay. All right. So tell us more about your program, Coherence Revolution. 
Well, you see, the book goes through a lot of concepts. It talks, uh, you know, a little bit about heart math. It talks about using your senses. Um, and books are great, especially for people who are self-learners and also for people who want to learn concepts. But the course is, is really about diving into this work and making a transformation in your life. It's a six-week course. It's once a week. The Zoom calls are about an hour and a half. And each of the Zoom calls, we're going to learn some heart math techniques. So each week you'll learn a little bit more and have time to practice. And we have breakout rooms. And in each one of those breakout rooms, um, you'll get to practice, whether it's a heart math technique, whether it's practicing emotion. You know, we've got some breakout rooms where you, the purpose is just to see how words feel. And so, you know, we give each other permission. There, there's a couple of ones where you look right in the camera and you look at the person who's just given you permission to tell you, I hate you. And then you look at them, uh, you know, 30 seconds later and just say, I love and appreciate you. And the idea is people have all kinds of responses, even if you know it's coming, even if you don't know that person and you know that they don't hate you. When someone says it to you and they look you straight in the eye, you feel it. Right. And so the idea is we have these breakout rooms designed to give you an experience and to give you the opportunity to start to practice uh, practice the the practice emotions and things like that. But there is a workout, uh, there's a workbook that comes with it. And as you're going through the course, whether we choose uh, one week will be auditory, the next week might be visual. Uh, we do one where we bring all the senses together and you do some painting. And as you're doing some finger painting, you're listening to music. And as the music shifts from different genres, there's about 15 different genres of music. You see how your color, your colors and your rhythm change in your paint. Hmm. And the idea is to start seeing how your senses change your emotional state. And then we'll talk about nature and we'll talk about how to use the world around you. So each week we go into a different way to add more coherence into your daily life. And then by the fifth and sixth week, we start bringing it all together where you start to create your daily time schedule, your dream life. And you start to put in those emotions, you start to practice it. And then you've got a group and a community of people who are there to support you. And you've got me to give you some coaching along the way and to uh, you know help you with any of the confusion. So it's really about diving in for six weeks and doing the self-inquiry. And then, you know, if you can't make one course, the video will be up the next day and you can watch that and you'll have access to the back end forever. So if you need to watch the videos again and again, that's up to you. And you can go through the course as quick or as slow as you like, but it's about, it's about showing up for yourself and it's for people who know that life has more to offer and it's for people who know that they want more. Mm -hmm. And if you want more from yourself and you're ready to do a little bit of work, and I, I call it work, but it's really play because we're painting and we're listening <laughs> to music and we're, we're practicing emotions. So, you know, we call it home play as opposed to homework simply because it's all about you and, and what you put in, you're going to get out of it. But right. I do want to invite uh, everyone listening uh, to get the book and also to have the opportunity to do the course. And so I, I put together a landing page. If you go to uh, coherencerevolution.com forward slash 2022. So that's coherencerevolution.com forward slash 2022. And if you go to that landing page, you'll be able to download a free ebook. So I wanted uh, everybody to have the opportunity to read the book and, uh, and get that for, for free. And there's also a uh, code that you can use to get 50% off of the course. Lovely. And so hopefully it'll make it easy for people to just take away the financial barrier and just dive in and, and transform your life. And that's really 
where I think we're going with this is creating a big community of people that just know that there's more for them and that life can be uh, inspired and passionate and you can be grateful for what you've got. That's so terrific. And what would you say is the first step to living in coherence, aside from signing up for Coherence Revolution? Well, the first step is realizing it's all about awareness. Mm -hmm. Are you literally living the life that you want to live? Are you feeling, when you wake up in the morning, are you feeling the way you'd like to feel? Forget about what you're trying to accomplish. Forget about the money goals and all of the other things that you're trying to do on a daily basis. If you're honest with yourself, are you feeling the way you'd like to feel? And are you living a lifestyle that you'd like to live? And if you're not, that's the first step. You, you have to acknowledge it because then you can make change. Right. And a course like the one I'm offering uh, is perfect for making change uh, for those who want to. That's wonderful. Well, is there any other, any, any other websites you want to drop for my listeners? As long as they go coherencerevolution.com, you can go there and see so much information on coherence and on the course and on the book. And then if you go to the uh, coherencerevolution.com forward slash 2022, that's where you can go get the book and sign up for the course with uh, the 50% discount. Um, if you do that and you have any questions, there's emails there. Contact me. Uh, you can ask me any questions that you'd like. Lovely. Well, thanks again for being here today, Dr. Mark. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Yeah, it was great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Eric, my rock star producer, you the listener, KKNW, Timber Country, and Cape Town Zone Radio. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. And remember, this show is all about you. So if there's a topic you're interested in hearing, message me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. Stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil.